0: Hello everybody, it's me, Trisha. Welcome back to my podcast. If you're new here, welcome to It Girl Thoughts. This is a podcast where we make a safe space to talk about our stories, our struggles, and everything in between. Before I start, I just wanted to say a huge, 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 huge thank you to everybody that listened to my podcast last week. I I was over the moon, and I'm still over the moon, of all the wonderful and just really sweet responses that I got from people um last week. I did get really emotional too with the, some of them just because number one, I'm always feeling like no one really listens to this fucking podcast. Um but I still do it anyway because this is a project that I've always wanted to do and I'm very motivated to continue to do this. So, it's something I look forward to every single week to be honest. And number two, just putting yourself out there and being so honest to a bunch of strangers It's kind of nerve-wracking, even though I said in my podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like super comfortable to talk about it, and like, yeah, I'm like, I'm totally fine, but it's still kind of nerve-wracking, because I'm, especially like, that's a part of my life that I didn't even want to share to myself, (laughs) and so sharing it with other people so... Um, it's a big step and I need to constantly remind myself that, that I'm taking a really big step with that. So, but I just wanted to say thank you to everybody and it just, it really just made me feel like I'm getting to the root of why I wanted to make this podcast. I wanted to make this podcast just to talk about literally whatever, literally anything that people go through, anything that people just want to talk about. Even if it's like silly things, um, or really serious things, just it's just a space where people can talk about whatever they want and and if I can be that you know direct link then yeah I'll I'll be that direct link yeah fuck it like I'm more than happy to do it if I can make people feel comfortable with a certain topic yeah of course that's my number one goal so thank you to everybody that was so supportive it really it like it really just it changed my life (laughs) so as you all know or if you're new here we do a check-in So I, you know, tell you guys how my week has been. My week has been very productive and like a huge shift. So, you know, I like already said this, but I got into grad school. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And so I ordered all of my stuff for grad school. I ordered a backpack, I ordered notebooks, I ordered all my books for school because number one, I need the books, obviously, because that's a requirement. Like my class required it, but i don't have anything as far as school supplies go when december 13th of last year hit that was my very last day of university like ever and i just threw everything out i was like bye school who is that i don't know her um And then when I got accepted into grad school, I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I need all this stuff. So I started grad school on May 9th, which, funny enough, would have been the day of my graduation ceremony had this quarantine and lockdown thing not have happened. Um, So, you know, it's coming up pretty quick. I got all my books. I'm starting to read, um, like they're assigned reading for the first week. Um, I'm taking a Latin American fiction and poetry class which I'm really excited about that was something that I really wanted to do in grad school was write more in Spanish and write more in the style of like Latin American writers so that is my main focus for this class and then I have another writing class which is travel writing which I'm really excited about too um I haven't gotten anything from that class which kind of worries me but also I need to relax um kind of bummed though because I was really looking forward to actually physically going to class so I have a weekend format for my grad school so I will go I'd go to school on the weekends, so like Saturday and Sunday but not every week so they would be spaced out like two to three weeks apart so that's cool for that's great for me um but I was really looking forward to just like being able to go I love my campus like my grad school campus is like awesome it's it's literally like heaven (laughs) it's so peaceful it's so calm um so i'm like i'm pretty obsessed with it like i would love to like be there every single day if i could but um so yeah that's what it basically i've been doing and um trying to write more i have this fear that i'm not a good writer and that i only have good poems uh because of school and like being helped out and like constantly editing um which I know shouldn't be the case and I'm really excited to finally like dip my toes back in with school again and get back into writing and like really 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 learn to have more confidence in myself to do things solo so I'm doing like poet like writing prompts every single day um like I found them on Pinterest and that's been really helping me a lot Um, There's some that I want to do short stories on. I used to do short stories all the time in high school and I think I stopped when I switched to university. So yeah, lots of like just moving, like trying to do things. I bought a planner. I got a passion planner. It was on sale, by the way. I think it's still on sale too. And um, yeah, I've just been like really using that to like organize my day so I can feel like I have, you know, more control and like have something to do. So, yeah, it's been kind of my week. It's been, like, yeah, just, like, really productive. Yeah, pretty productive. I have a weighted blanket now. Don't know if I've talked about that yet. I don't think I did. No, 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 no. I have a weighted blanket now. My boyfriend came to see me outside of my house for, like, five minutes, and he gave me a weighted blanket, so that's really nice. Um, yeah, this quarantine thing is really hard, so... My boyfriend is in Fresno with his family right now, uh, and I'm here in LA. That's like a three-hour difference, so it's really, really hard. I don't get to see him as much as I normally would when he's here, and um, it just feels weird, like knowing that he's very much not anywhere near me. It's kind of weird. It's really hard. Um, Not gonna lie, he's my best friend, and um, I like seeing my best friend (laughs) as much as I can, so it's it's hard. We've been like finding ways to like do things together so like my boyfriend and i on sunday night we we both have spotify and spotify does this really cool thing where it'll give you your um discover weekly so like songs that like new songs that they would recommend to you um and we went through ours one by one and like just rated ours and then we made like a collective massive playlist of our discover weeklies like the top contending songs um so that was really fun I'm trying to figure out a way of how to make that into the podcast like how to make that like a segment in the podcast without like copyright infringement and stuff like that so if anyone has any ideas or any suggestions or knows a way please let me know because I'm very interested in doing this and I'm very interested to have my boyfriend do this with me so but anywho um yeah it's been really hard I went to Target yesterday and um really really early in the morning and I had to wear you have to wear a mask here in LA at least I don't know anywhere else but um, we've my mom found a lot of stuff like there's a lot of stuff if you go really early in the morning, of course And I was standing in the aisle with all the hair dye and I was thinking like I need to dye my hair Like yeah, this is totally gonna. Yep. That's I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna dye my hair I didn't buy hair dye, but i'm so anxious to like change and like <laughs> Glow up if that makes sense So I bought like a bunch of skincare product Which I kind of regretted immediately as I hit like confirm But i'm actually pretty excited Um, I have oily skin and my pores, especially like all my nose and all my cheeks are so big and it bothers the crap out of me. So it's a skincare routine, like skincare kit. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like all skincare products that are dedicated towards oily skin. And it's like labeled like one, two, three, like steps to do. So very excited. It comes on Sunday. So I'm going to keep you guys updated with all of that. And Yeah uh my dog got really sick oh my god (laughs) my dog got really sick on sunday and i got really scared um he so (laughs) my dog has always been sick and especially last year my dog was going into like kidney failure kidney failure liver failure i can't remember it was really bad one of those organs were, were failing and um that was kind of when my family and i thought like oh my god we might you know lose our dog my dog is gonna be 14 years old so he's pretty old you know but yeah sunday was so weird he was just so sick um he like this is like tmi so i'm really sorry but yeah he like vomited a lot and like he had you know like the runs <laughs> i had to take him outside all the time now he's doing a lot better so i'm just like wondering if he just ate something bad um but now he's fine so but yeah that was random but you know my week that that was my week I was very scared <laughs> losing my dog and yeah I've been trying to clean and I'm trying to reorganize my closet and figure out a way of how to redo my closet because that is a whole mess and a half and it's just it bothers me so much to look at it so yeah that was my week wow that was such a long introduction so today's podcast I think is really fun um so I, I had asked on Instagram what you wanted to hear on my podcast and I asked on Twitter and two people came up with really awesome ideas that I would just mush together. So on Instagram, my friend suggested that I talk about Latin Latin food, um, how that's influenced me and my favorite kind of Latin food, which I think was really fun. And then my other friend on Twitter actually suggested if I do my heritage of being Nicaraguense from Nicaragua, well, half from Nicaragua. And I thought, oh my god, that's so interesting to combine the two and really talk about, like, being Central American. I was gonna say Latin American, but specifically Central American and food from Nicaragua that is a staple for me and how has that shaped my life. So, here we go. We're going to talk about food. Um and I would love for you guys to go on my Instagram at @itgirlthoughts and comment on your favorite food and food that has changed your life from your culture. I would love to know. And uh, yeah, so as a starter, I'm going to talk about what I am, like my mix, my like cultural mix. <laughs> that sounds so weird. So, I was born and raised here in Los Angeles. My mom is from Nicaragua. She's from Managua, which is the capital. My dad is from El Salvador. That's and he's from a little town called Achiapan, which is about I think two hours away from the capital, San Salvador. Do you, like if you look on a map, Nicaragua and El Salvador are pretty close together, and there are similarities in like food and like the way that we talk. However, I am not very connected to my Salvadorian side. Mainly because, number one, I've never been there, and number two, my dad really doesn't talk much about his Salvadorian side, um, nor does he really stress for, like, Salvadorian food. Occasionally, occasionally, he'll, like, want something that's, you know, Salvadorian food, and we have, like, a Salvadorian restaurant actually a couple blocks down, which is really awesome, so we'll do, we'll go and order there. It's mainly always, like, pupusas or like salvadorian tamales, but it's never anything like more than just that, you know, so like I really have no knowledge in salvadorian food, um, that's something I wanted, I said that I was going to do this year is really like learn more about my salvadorian side, so I'm working on it, I'll get back to you when I feel more confident to talk about it, but as far as my Nicaragua side, oh man, like that's what I identify the most as, I think mm, a lot of people assume that I'm just only Nicaraguan like both of my family both of my parents are from there and I'm split right half I'm right in the middle just a nice like a half um but my mom has more recently as I've been growing up cooked more Nicaraguan food because my mom when she came to this country she didn't know how to cook okay um I think that's something that's very stereotypical with um latinx and hispanic women is that like everyone every woman knows how to cook if you are of latin ex or hispanic origin and uh, that's simply sometimes not the case my mom didn't know how to cook my mom in nicaragua grew up really well (laughs) she went to private schools she had drivers she had cooks she had maids so she didn't need to know how to do that stuff and that prompted her to come to the u.s she came here to los angeles when she was 16 she finished high school at belmont high school um yeah i'm pretty sure everyone's like oh my god belmont yeah she went to school in belmont and yeah she basically just learned here so she didn't even know how to cook even when they my parents got married my mom still didn't really know how to cook um so you know that was always fun my dad grew up a little differently he was very really, like much more independent my dad's also a little older so you know he was going to university and like needing to know how to cook like very basic things so yeah my dad like kind of can get around in the kitchen you know but like it's like really simple things like rice and sausage and eggs <laughs> and like pasta <laughs> so yeah so what I'm trying to get at is here I am with two similar but also very different cultures when it comes to like food and I didn't really experience any of that growing up. I grew up in Cypress Park which is a little community that's super close to Eagle Rock and Glendale and Pasadena. Not that close to Pasadena but it's it's like in a good distance from it. So not gonna lie, I kind of grew up in like a little bit of a whitewashed neighborhood just because over the years, more people started moving here to Cypress Park because it is kind of pretty good property to have since you're so close to like Glendale, Burbank, you're close to like downtown LA, you're really close to Silver Lake and Atwater Village. Um, and these are kind of like now like really up and coming neighborhoods. It's pretty good location to be so close, but not directly in those kind of neighborhoods. Um, I don't blame people for moving here. However, I do get pissed off when people do move here because gentrification is so real. That's another topic, but, um, so yeah, I kind of was a little bit whitewashed. So I got really used to like American food, like burgers, pizza, like bullshit Chinese food that's not authentic Chinese food that's very commercialized. Um, but when my mom would cook and that was really, really often, my mom would cook Mexican food that's really interesting um so my little neighborhood is majority mexican like they're either like mexican families or mexican origin so my mom really learned how to cook mexican food so believe it or not i grew up like eating like chile rellenos and um oh my god i'm like dragging a blank like viria oh my god i love viria um mexican rice my absolute motherfucking shit I love Mexican rice I was so obsessed with it when I was little um yeah like really just like traditional like not specific Nicaraguan food is what I'm trying to get at um it's very like Mexican style um she'd make enchiladas she'd make you know pozole like what you know so stuff like that, that's what I grew up around, and if she didn't make it, my neighbors would give us that food, so that's what I would eat, like, really constantly, and then, you know, she also would cook, like, a lot of, quote-unquote, like, American food, like, pork chops, barbecue chicken, barbecue ribs, scalloped mashed potatoes, um, like, she would make lasagna, she still makes lasagna, um, and just, like, you know, (laughs) like, traditional American-esque kind of food, like Americanized food, I never really grew up with specifically eating like comida Um And I didn't really know the difference until I was starting to go to Nicaragua and really kind of be engulfed in the food there. So I think one of the biggest things that I noticed right off the bat was the different words for different foods. Um, I don't really think people would know that, but there's a really big difference between, uh, like Mexican Spanish and I guess for my sake, Nicaraguan Spanish. There's a really big difference. Um, it's two different cultures and just like map wise, geography wise, very different from each other, very far away. Um, even though on a map they look really close, it's so far away from each other. It's super different. Um, I grew up here, and so a lot of my Spanish was from just listening from people around me. So like, for instance, we're talking about food, Uh, ice cream. I grew up here calling it nieve, which is also snow. So when I was little and I would go to Nicaragua and there was a man in his cart, you know, going around the neighborhood, I would ask all my cousins, I'm like, oh, ustedes quieren nieve. And my cousins were like, um, you're on crack. There is no snow here. And I'm like, no, 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 nieve, like outside the man that's selling nieve. And my cousins were like, oh, an Eskimo." I'm like, what? What, what is that? <laughs> it's like, you're on crack. What the fuck is an eschimo? Um, and my cousins were trying to explain to me, like, that's how we say ice cream, you know, like a really big ice cream brand in Nicaragua is Esquimo. So any ice cream would be called an Esquimo or soft serve would be, of course, like here, it's like a sorbet in Spanish. It's sorbete for us. So that kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, oh my God, I'm living like kind of like a lie. That's really weird. So that was my, (laughs) that was so embarrassing for me too. I wanted to cry because no one could understand that I wanted ice cream and I was just telling them about uh, snow. (laughs) So yeah, that was... That was something. Sorry. I'm like moving away um because I had to kind of closed the tab. Uh so that was a real like like awe uh, opening experience for me was understanding like, okay, I am not in tune with my culture whatsoever. What the fuck is going on here? Uh another food that I grew up to love here, love, 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 love here is bread and especially bolillo. So like a roll, like a bread roll. Um I love bolillo so much and my mom would do this thing where she would cut them in half and then like butter them and then put them on the stove and like let the butter kind of like burn into the bread. Oh my god, that was breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me if I was really, really hungry or just wanted bolillo. And nothing beats fresh bolillo from like the Food for Less or the Super A. Like, ugh, it's so good. And you just like slap some butter on there. (gasps) It's amazing. <laughs> I could go on and on about bolillo. But when I was in Nicaragua, it was not called bolillo. It was pan francés, which is literally a French roll. I was so confused. I was like, what? Is it the same thing though? Um, And that's when I noticed that pan francés or bolillo was actually kind of like a staple in Nicaragua because you know, and I'll go into this a little bit more, but it's, it's like, it accompanies a lot of different foods, like a nice side dish, um, so, yeah, it it just, like, blew my mind when I was over there, especially when I was little, I was like, I'm living a lie, like, I'm actually living a lie, like, someone here is fucking with me, and I'm living a lie, um, and so, I always, then, from then on, having visited Nicaragua so much, I understood that I wasn't really getting the food that, you know, my family over there is getting. You know, I'm getting the food that's been influenced by the space and the people around me, but I'm not getting the food that's my culture. Um, And I think that's when I started to kind of, like, push my mom to be like, I kind of want to have, like, comida nicaragüense. What about you? My mom was really honest with me. She's like, you know, that's one thing I really wish I would have learned is to cook um, comida nicaragüense. She's like, I didn't really learn how to do that, you know. And and, and again, like, I, no, I didn't have to. Everyone would cook for me. My grandma, who is my mom's mom, she lives here. She lives 30 minutes away in a different um, kind of city. She knows how to cook. So a lot of the time, I would get a little bit of something from her. So, like, one of my biggest things that I love is tostones. And that is a green plantain, platano verde. You cut them... You slice them into like chips and then you start to smash them with your hand to make it a little bit bigger. Think of it as like making into like a flour, like in your hand, like smashing it and then you fry them. You add a little bit of salt and boom, it's like a platinum cookie is what I tell people. It's like, it's like a cookie. But that is my like, oh, that's something I could snack on. That's like, that's like my everything to be honest. Um, And that's when I started getting that from like my grandma and then, you know, my mom slowly would start to make them. (laughs) (coughs) <laughs> oh <coughs> sorry oh my god I don't know what that was I, like breathed in and my body didn't want that um <laughs> so that's when I started to kind of get the hint like I could get a little bit of the sense and you know um once I learned about the internet I would start like googling like Nicaraguan food and like where to find Nicaraguan food in LA and one of the prime locations was and still is la 27 which is in like in kind of like downtown LA it's like in like on Pico and something um that is kind of where my family and I would go as much as we could to be able to eat comida nicaragüense as much as possible so um I think one of the the biggest dishes that my mom would make when I was little that I knew about was vigoron which is basically yuca and you steam it. And if you don't know what yuca is, it's like a root. It's like it looks, it's like a sugar cane, but it, it's not sugar cane. Um, but it's a root. You steam it um, to the point where it's like really, really soft. Not too soft, but you know, soft enough. You would steam it. You get chicharron, which is like dried and fried pig skin. And you just kind of like put it on top of the yuca. It really gives it the flavor is the... What I guess you would interpret as like our own version of a coleslaw. It's like very vinegary and it's like cabbage carrots and um, it's kind of a little spicy too. And you'd put that on top and you eat it just with your hands, you know, eat it with your hands. um That was something that was like super staple for me growing up is knowing that like that is comida nicaragüense. Um, and I remember in elementary school, I think we had a project about our heritage. And that's when I think my mom started talking to me more about food um and like the really importance of food like what is comida nicaragüense like what do we eat and so yeah it's kind of how I learned pretty much but like I said there was also a part of me that wasn't really interested in wanting to be quote-unquote be um nicaragüense just because I was getting picked on so much when I was little I would much rather have just continued to relate more with Mexican culture just so that I wouldn't get picked on. But I think gradually I started over time really accepting that part of my life. So um but other than that it was never really like I never really desired to know, if that makes sense. But um oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> so when I went to Nicaragua in the sixth grade I want to, to say it was like uh, like 10 something I don't know I was in sixth grade I know that I went and for the very first time ever I had Indio Viejo which if you know what Indio Viejo is the bomb.com so Indio Viejo I'm gonna try to describe it as best as I can Indio Viejo is like a porridge with shredded beef in it i think that's the best way i could describe it is basically you get masa and you kind of make it into this porridge and um got you know what i'm not even going to pretend like i know how to make ino viejo or how it's made but it just looks like a porridge it looks like mush but it has beef in it and um it is so good it has mint and like um what is that called i only know what it's called in spanish i'm just gonna say it and if anybody knows what it's called you, you'll know what it is Yerba uh, um you have it i think that is mint what am i doing i think that's mint i don't know i don't know i'm so confused but um i loved it so much i loved 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 it like passionately like that was all i wanted to eat i was so like ah um and that's kind of like one of my biggest memories as to when I was like I really want to have more Nicaraguan food at home like I really really want it it was just something about I think I can say this for anybody something about eating your culture's food makes you feel more connected you know it makes you feel like you still have a piece of that with you and especially for me being in a neighborhood that I really couldn't relate to anybody that was so important for me to at least have that the food as a way for me to feel super connected to my family um and just connected to my like my roots you know um I'll never say that I'm like what like Nicaraguan American Salvadoran American I'm just like I'm half Nicaraguan half Salvadorian like that's what I am so I felt really good for me to like be connected to that um especially when I go to Nicaragua and I have you know like Nicaraguan food another staple this is something that I've also been eating since I was like fresh out of the womb is gallo pinto which is basically uh rice stained by black beans and you just like season it really well and mm, it tastes so good it tastes really really good uh I know in some other countries it's called different I know I think it's, like, Cuba and maybe the Dominican Republic. I don't really know. Please correct me on this, but it's called Casamiento. I think. I think. When I was in Colombia, it was a completely different name. I don't even remember what it was called, but, um, yeah, that's, like, a huge staple for us. like, Cayo Pinto, with some Plátanos, Un Queso Fresco, Ugh. Chef's Kisses, Chef's Kisses. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> so yeah when i was in nicaragua that's basically my breakfast was like cayo pinto and like an egg and some papaya i would stay with my grandpa um who still lives in nicaragua and yeah he he would eat papaya every single day in the morning he was like it helps with your digestion um i was just bomb, so i would just eat that in the morning that is when i really have like good memories of like what staple foods are in nicaragua so in Manawa, there's like this really big market, kind of like I don't even know how to say it. Like I don't even know how to describe it. You just call it Wembe. It's like this outdoor market kind of idea, but it's like it's like has a roof on it. But in Wembe, um, is where you go for like anything, like literally anything, um and people just like sell at stands. So big thing for us is cheese. Cheese is like. The bomb.com chef's kisses again um variety of cheese and there's a specific cheese that we use to fry it yeah that is like a side dish for us is fried cheese oh like talking about it just makes me really hungry but it's just so good it's so good it's just awesome um yeah something oh, just fried cheese wow i could talk about okay i'm getting really off topic but you know that's when i would see like all of this massive cheese like just an abundance of cheese like different cheese and then like little cookies so like rosquillas are like a little cookie with like a filling inside and i think it's like a fruit filling i'm not too sure and then like there would be other rosquillas that are just like a circle kind of cookie like a donut you know like a donut has like a hole in the middle it's like kind of like that like a cookie but it's not sweet it's like almost like like almost like like a cheesy kind of taste like like kind of sour i don't really know but that's really really good too and uh yeah a lot of platanos i think plantain anything like central american and below it's super like plantain oriented like super heavy i mean it's just like tropical weather you know like that is it's tropical weather so plantain is like kind of like a staple there rice. It's so a lot of rice and a lot of meat. Meat. Beef, you know, like red meat. Such a staple, I think, in Central American culture and like South American culture. And uh, yeah, <laughs> meat. A lot, a lot of meat. We have this dish called a fritanga and it's literally just like an abundance of meat with gallo pinto and fried cheese and tajadas, which is basically... Um, plantains but you slice them thin and fry them to make them like chips yeah that is that is a meal for us do you understand why it's so hard for me to give up meat and rice because that's like a staple so yeah that is when I started really like being opened to every single different like food that we have in Nicaragua and that's really when I was I felt more like connected and more um like I could finally feel like I could identify myself more with the culture which it's kind of silly but if you but again like just having to understand like going around in a community where there's really not enough people to even know where your family's from let alone the food it's really hard to be able to identify with your culture because you're identifying with the culture around you so yeah after that oh yeah, I wanted Ingo Viejo like all the time, all the time, and in Nicaragua, there is this soda, and oh my god, my boyfriend <laughs> tells me it's it's like my crack, um, there is a soda, and it's basically like the Fanta soda, but not, um, it's called Milka, and it's made in Nicaragua from sugar cane, and you know, has red dye in it, and that is crack, and I loved it so much when I was over there so I was like a fiend if I could find it here in LA and there was a there was one restaurant that we had gone to that was actually across the street from La 27 called um, Adelita Market and that like specifically catered to uh, Central American food specifically and they had a case of it there and so I was like we have to buy it we have to buy it (laughs) and so (laughs) yeah so you know, it's really hard to find good, uh, food, Nicar- like, good comida nicaraguense here, just because it's very rare to find people from Nicaragua here in LA. It's really common to find them in, like, the Bay Area and, of course, like, Miami and New York, but it's not really common here in Los Angeles specifically. So, yeah, I've just been, like, a fiend of comida nicaragüense really ever since. Um, there is a couple of foods that I don't like, that's just, that just, yeah, what can I say, you know, um, one of them being, um, oronga, which is a blood sausage, I don't like that, no, I tried it, so I can't say that I don't like it, but I tried it, I'm not a big fan of it, not really, not really the keen of it, um, what else did I like, uh, where, oh, I don't like, um, grilled platanos, so, like, not the ones that are fried like the ones that are kind of like caramelized when you cook them i don't like those it's not my deal maduros there you go i don't like maduros i'm like i'm sorry i can't um i'm gonna get so much hate for this i'm really sorry but i am not down with nakata males Naka tamales are our own tamales and they are the thickest fucking tamales you'll ever see in your life. They are like masa. They have like chicken and like potatoes and vegetables and like green olives in them. They're fucking huge. I don't like the actual masa itself. I don't like how soft it is. I'm so used to Mexican tamales where, you know, it's the... The masa is like kind of nice and already cooked and it's kind of hard. I like that better. Um and I like Cuban tamales, but I won't eat nacatamales. I've tried them. I can't do it. Um but nacatamales is a big staple in Nicaragua. That is your breakfast. That is a nacatamal with a pan frances and your coffee and you are good to go for the day, sis. Um I think that's one of the only foods that I don't really like. Other than that, um, it's a lot of fish over there, which though obviously, of course, <laughs> like it's a lot of beaches over there. So fish is was always something I really loved, like um, pescado empanizado, which is basically like breaded fish. Um, that was always really good. And like fried fish, just literally like you get a fish and you f- like fry it or you cook it on open fire and like you have to eat around, like pick around the, the bones of the fish. Love that side of gallo pinto with some like fried cheese (sighs) it's like it's really kind of common it's really simple foods but just something about it really like helps me identify more with my culture so i've always thought that was really interesting so to answer the questions like what is my favorite latin american food it is definitely of course nicaraguan food um however however when I went to Colombia, that was some very good food. This That was very excellent food. Yeah, that was super excellent food. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. Loved it. It was kind of similar almost to Nicaraguan food, which was something that I was kind of like excited about and also just like very curious as to how similar it was. Um, but yeah, chef's kisses. Colombian food is really, really good. Um, yeah, I will always love Mexican food. It's just something that I've always grown up with, and that's something that you can't take away from me. However, growing up now, being older, it's not something that I would gravitate towards as being, like, a craving. Like, um, I feel like that's a very, like, LA thing to do. Like, we should just go get Mexican food. i never really, like, gravitated to that more. Um, yeah, I grew up with it. I don't know if I'm, like, low-key a little bit tired of it just because I would eat it so much or I've just grown out of it, but it's not something that I crave the most, but definitely I try to like find, try to get Nicaraguan food as much as I can. Interestingly enough, my mom this week, I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't think I mentioned to her the podcast episode, but she made Nicaraguan food two days in a row. So she made, on Monday, she made bistec, which is just like slab of red meat. You put it on a it on the stove and cook it um some rice oh yeah and she made tostones which is like i said like the plantain cookies the salty ones and then yesterday oh she made salpicón so salpicón is beef and you shred the beef and you mix it with i think it's mint onions some green peppers and you cook that together and then you actually leave it out to make it cold because salpicón is cold you just leave it out so that it, you know, cools down and you eat some rice with it. And again, some tostones and you're good to go. And that was awesome. So, 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 so good. A couple of weeks ago, my mom made um, sopa de queso, which is the translation soup cheese. Um, and it's basically like you get some masa and you mix it in with some cheese and you make like little like donuts and you fry those and you make a special broth i have no idea how to make the broth but put that together and that's that's your soup cheese your sopa de queso usually we eat it around easter time or like santo domingo which is like our own thing that we do in august but um yeah my mom just wanted to make it she's like i'm like a fiend for it uh yeah and my mom does try to make indio viejo and it's really really good she made that uh, like earlier this year i can remember that and um and yeah other yeah other than that we're just always on the hunt for like really good nicaraguan food there was a place that we went to in el monte that was really good and i can't remember the name but i just remember that it wasn't like this little central american market but um yeah that has been that's kind of been my journey with like food especially food from my culture um I've always again like I said I've always wanted to identify more with my Salvadorian side so that's something that I'm really interested in learning more about so that was that's something that I'm really interested in doing and just in general like food is just yeah food's just been a staple for me it's been something um that I've always wanted in my childhood especially to connect more I'm obviously I can't be in Nicaragua all the time especially right now I can't be there even though I'm supposed to be there this year not salty but um it helps me always feel more connected to my family oh my almost my entire family's there I only have my grandparents here and a couple of cousins that's it everybody is either in Nicaragua or in El Salvador so eating the food really influences me to feel much closer, so, if I were to say how Latin American food really influences me, or, like, shapes me, it shapes me into feeling much more closer, and, um, yeah, just feeling, like, at home, yeah, so, that, that was, that was my story, that was my share time, so, really more of like a rambling kind of style podcast but i thought it was really fun to talk about it too Oop, that was my phone so uh you know the deal it's song of the week i didn't have a song of the week last week um but this week's song of the week is a really fun one okay this is company spelled k-o-m-p-a-n-y This is a song that I found on my Discover Weekly on Spotify a while ago. It is by Monty Booker with Smino and Fowlix. I love Smino. My boyfriend and I can go on and on about how Smino is like the best artist, one of the best artists. But it is like just such a funky beat. Like really weird. It's, 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 yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a... Weird kind of beat. Um, Smino does a really, really good feature on there and the other two artists just kill it. Both all their voices together really kill it. Um, makes a really good cohesive song. And yeah, it is it's just it's just fun to like jam out to and fun to like dance around to. So that is Song of the Week. You guys can go check that out. Um, on my Song of the Week playlist that is listed in the bio of this podcast you can go check it out there and yeah guys i hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast episode you know get to know more about my culture and uh maybe hopefully you guys will try some Nicaraguan food and you will let me know but hope you guys have a really awesome week stay safe stay healthy stay the fuck inside and go ahead and follow me on my instagram at it you want to keep up with me and see more pictures of nicaraguan food and fun little things that i have up there and yeah feel free to talk to me and let me know what you guys want to hear on next week's episode although i think i already know what i'm going to talk about but always open to suggestions so have a great week guys and i'll talk to you guys on the next episode okay goodbye